Right now, the Bank of Nova Scotia pays a huge 6.26% dividend yield, but is it safe and does the bank look cheap? We're analyzing the Bank of Nova Scotia stock ticker BSN to see if its market price is a fair value. We're using the 10 Towers banking analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic value for the Bank of Nova Scotia. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be two key bonus metrics along the way that just might be the tipping points when analyzing the Bank of Nova Scotia for your portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand BSN stock performance. Currently, BSN trades for $49.19 per share. In the last year, their stock price is down 23%. Total returns to shareholders are higher than this because of their 6.26% dividend yield. In the last five years, Bank of Nova Scotia's stock price is down 17.5%. In the last 10 years, their stock price is down 10.5% overall, down about 1% annually. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, in the last 18 years, the Bank of Nova Scotia is compounding at about 2.5% annually. Keep in mind their average dividend yield throughout this time is in addition to these returns in their stock price. BNS trades $4 above their 52-week low. They're down about $20 from their 52-week high. BNS is a large bank. They have a nearly 80 billion Canadian dollar market cap, which is just under 59 billion US dollars. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to the Bank of Nova Scotia? BNS is a global financial service provider. The company has five business segments, Canadian banking, international banking, global wealth management, global banking and markets, and other. It offers a range of advice, products and services, including personal and commercial banking, wealth management and private banking, corporate and investment banking, and capital markets. The bank's international operations span numerous countries and are most concentrated in Central and South America. The Bank of Nova Scotia is one of Canada's big five, which are the leading five banks in Canada, all headquartered downtown Toronto in their financial district. Starting with tower number one, we want Bank of Nova Scotia's average PE in their last five years to be below 12 and a half times. This would be about in line with historical averages for the banking sector. During this time, their PE has fluctuated. They hit a low of just over six times earnings in spring of 2020. Their high came in summer of 2021, where they traded for 16 times earnings. Right now, the Bank of Nova Scotia trades for nine times earnings. Averaged out in this time frame, they're trading for about 10 and a half times earnings, meaning this is a check on tower number one. Tower number two, we want their average five-year return on equity to be above 9%. Bank of Nova Scotia earns pretty stable returns on equity in most of these years. During the economic hardship of 2020, the company still earned very respectable returns on equity of just under 10% in that year. That's a great sign that they had strong returns on equity even during a crisis. Averaged out over this time, the Bank of Nova Scotia earns about 12.7% returns on equity in a given year. This is another check on tower number two. Tower number three, we're looking at revenue growth up until today, including their last 12 months. During this time, they've grown their revenues by about $2 billion from just under $20 billion in 2018 to about $22 billion today. Their revenues are up 11% overall. This is another check on tower number three. Tower number four, we're looking for five-year earnings growth. Earnings are how a bank should ultimately be valued. Including until today, Bank of Nova Scotia has grown their earnings by 4%. They're very slightly up. They were, they've been higher in their last couple of fiscal years than they were previously, even higher than they are today. This is a check on tower number four. In the last five years, in a given year, Bank of Nova Scotia earns about $6.6 billion. We'll use that later to calculate a potential fair value for the company, but put that in the bank for now. With the check here, we're perfect through our first four towers. 
Tower number five, we're looking for deposit growth. Their deposits have grown steadily in all five of these years. They're up 39% over this time. This is another check on tower number five. Big deposit growth potentially is a double-edged sword for a bank. It ultimately depends what a company does with their deposits that makes the key difference. Thankfully, in one of our bonus metrics, we'll be looking at just that and see if the Bank of Nova Scotia would be at the same types of risks that Silicon Valley Bank was at because of their deposit growth. Metric number six, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. A well-run bank eventually needs an outlet for its excess capital. They can either choose to return this capital to shareholders or they can make acquisitions with it. For the Bank of Nova Scotia, they've returned much of this capital to shareholders, both through their dividends and through these share buybacks. During the last five years, they bought back a small 2% of their shares outstanding. The majority of their returns are coming from their dividends, but their share count is down, meaning this is a check on tower number six. We're perfect still through our first six towers. Tower number seven, we want their interest on deposits as a percentage of their total deposits to be decreasing. With recent rate increases, it's not unexpected that this would be rising, but we still want to look at it. In 2018, interest on deposits made up 1.56% of total deposits. This has grown. Currently, it makes up about 2% of deposits. On tower number seven, this is our first X of the day. Again, this is not completely unexpected given recent rate increases. Tower number eight is a crucial operating metric for the bank. We want their non-interest expenses as a percentage of total deposits to be decreasing in the last five years. This is a more conservative way of calculating what's known as the efficiency ratio for a bank. It helps tell us if a bank's becoming a better run operation or not. In 2018, non-interest expenses made up 2.2% of total deposits. With fast growth in their deposit base, non-interest expenses only make up 1.8% of total deposits today. The bank has become more efficient this is a check here on tower number eight. Tower number nine is a key difference between Canadian and U.S. banks that you need to be aware of. A bank's deposit base can be made up of retail or institutional deposits. Ideally, we want their institutional deposits to be as small a percentage of total deposits as possible. It would be wonderful for this to be zero. Often, U.S. banks have very small percentage of institutional deposits, but we've discovered it's the case that Canadian banks have much higher levels than U.S. banks. This may or may not be a potential concern. It ultimately depends on banking regulations in Canada compared to the United States. But in the US, this exposes a bank to more counterparty risk, and it's easier for these large blocks of institutional deposits to flee from a bank faster than retail deposits can. In 2018, institutional deposits made up 32.9% of Bank of Nova Scotia's total deposit base. This has decreased by the tiniest of margins. Today, it makes up 32.8% of their total deposits. While this is technically a check here on metric number nine, again, this is a key structural difference between North American banks, and a third of their deposits are funded by other institutions, which is something to dig in and learn more about. Before we get to evaluation for Bank of Nova Scotia, it's time for our first bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Bank of Nova Scotia's dividend profile. Right now, BNS pays a 6.26% dividend yield. That's huge compared to the dividend yield from an S&P 500 ETF. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. It's important to look to see if these dividends are supported by their earnings because they're a bank. In all five of these years, this seems to be the case. Bank of Nova Scotia has both grown their earnings per share and they've grown their dividend payouts. While in some of these years, they've had a relatively high dividend payout ratio, including including 2020. Ideally, we want this payout ratio to be below 60%. It does look like Bank of Nova Scotia is able to support their dividends using their earnings alone. While this is a snapshot of their last five years of performance, it's no guarantee for the future. Their dividends seem supported right now. 
The big tower of them all, tower number 10, we want their average five-year net income multiplied by 10 to be above their market cap. If this is the case, this may offer a reasonable starting point for evaluation of the Bank of Nova Scotia. Right now, BNS has a $59 billion market cap. As we learned way back in metric number four, the company earned $6.6 billion in an average year in the last five years. When that's multiplied by 10, that gives us a valuation of about $66 billion for the bank. That's about $7 billion above today's current stock price, meaning it looks like there's a potential for margin of safety in the business. Keep in mind, this is just an estimate and it's not financial advice. This is a check on our final tower, tower number 10. Just because we have a valuation for Bank of Nova Scotia doesn't mean the bank is safe. Our final bonus covers a key banking safety metric that was one of the ways you could have spotted Silicon Valley Bank ahead of time. It's potentially a huge red flag if a bank doesn't look good on this bonus. As our bonus, we want Bank of Nova Scotia's 10-year median returns on equity to be greater than their 10-year kegger on their earning assets and their deposits growth. In the last 10 years, BNS earns about 13% median returns on equity. Their earning assets kegger is 3.6%. Their total deposits has actually shrunk slightly. This looks like a good sign for BNS. This is a check here on our bonus. Again, this was not the case for a bank like Silicon Valley Bank or First Republic, as they failed pretty heavily here. One additional Thing to be mindful of for BNS is the company has a very high loan to deposits ratio. Their outstanding loans are about 119% of their total deposits today. It honestly depends if this could be an issue for the company or not, but it's something you'd want to dig into and understand more. So far, we've covered a lot of the numbers for Bank of Nova Scotia, but their qualitative aspects are just as important. Starting with the qualitative points supporting a potential long thesis, Scotia Bank has consistently been one of the most efficient bank operators, and its high relative level of spending on technology should allow this to continue. Number two, the international segment's exposure to higher growth emerging markets in Latin America could offset Scotia Bank's lower growth in its home markets and offer a runway for higher growth and returns compared with peers. Number three, the Canadian market remains attractive. The government has placed barriers to entry that protect high returns. Then the key qualitative points supporting a potential short thesis. Number one, Scotiabank seems like it will have more internal investment and turnaround issues to work through than more peers for the time being. Number two, the international banking segment is exposed to higher risks than the domestic segment, including risks of lower growth and higher losses, and Scotiabank's international exposure has often been more of a drag than a boost to the bank's performance historically. Number three, Scotiabank's limited net interest margin sensitivity could lead to lower revenue and net interest income growth as rates rise. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative aspects of the business. Now it's time to give our final rating. In analyzing the Bank of Nova Scotia, stock ticker BNS, we learned the company earns above average returns on equity, they've slightly grown their revenues and their net incomes, and slightly bought back some shares in the last five years. They've also grown their deposits modestly. While the company's interest on deposits is up, this is not unexpected. Scotia Bank has also increased their operating efficiency and just very slightly lowered the percentage of institutional deposits making up their deposit base. The company looks like it's trading for a reasonable valuation relative to their average net incomes, and they've supported a growing dividend in all of the last five years, again paying out a very large dividend yield even compared to their peers. With all the factors of our analysis in mind, the Bank of Nova Scotia looks like a strong candidate for further research. Be mindful of the couple of factors that require you to dig in and learn more about the business. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, comment down below what business you want me to look at next time. Thanks for learning about the Bank of Nova Scotia with me and have a great day.